exciting installment of Live Free Austin, the Live Free Austin radio show. You can check out our previous podcast on LiveFreeAustinRadio.com. Rocking and rolling, moving and grooving, bringing you the news, views, and tools you can use to live a more free and prosperous life every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks for tuning in. we got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to be joined by Thomas Woods, Dr. Tom Woods, a radical libertarian, really sticking it to the mainstream and defying a lot of the common perception about the role of government and about solutions to creating a more free and prosperous society. So that's going to be excellent. we got a lot to chat about today. I'm John Bush, joined as always by Jason Rink. How are you today, Jason? John, I'm doing great. I'm a little you look con- good. I'm a little thank you. I I am a little concerned though, because the federal government may shut down this week. <laughs> All right. And oh, wait, wait, hold on. Cheering? <laughs> How could you possibly be cheering? Don't Arrest you this don't man. you understand the grave consequences? And uh, yeah, so apparently the government's going to run out of money. Well, I thought they were already out of money. <laughs> They've been out of money since 1933, from right. my knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know if we'll notice any any real change. It might go. It might just be kind of like Y2K. Mm. You know, it'll happen, and everyone be like, "Oh, really? I didn't notice anything." Yeah, a little hiccup. Yeah, right. And uh, or maybe it'll be this huge catastrophe, and they'll have to usher in martial law. Uh oh, what is this Alex Jones show? Yeah. Come on, now. martial law. Was that good? No, but check Google HR 645 if you want to learn more about martial law. All right. So the point is, is that there's all this talk about government being shut down and government being out of money. And we all know it's out of money. But, John, I think I think I'm with you on the cheering. You know, I mean, why not? Why? Why shouldn't the government just shut down? They failed at everything they've they've set out to do. And it's it's ironic that they would be shutting down right around uh, tax day, (laughs) pretty much. So, you know, I mean, uh, we. You know, maybe a tax holiday, too, would oh, be really cool. Oh, wait a cool. second. Wait, well, they'll probably call for a bank holiday when we're hoping for a tax holiday. That's right. So, But, yeah, you know, we're living free here in Austin. We're going to have Thomas Woods on later uh, today talking about uh, his new book, Rollback. And he's also going to be in town for an event that is, is coming here on April 16th at the AT&T Conference Center there at yeah. UT. Nullify Now. Nullify Now. Uh, you can see me and John Bush there, actually, oh, uh, yeah. showing our smiling faces. And uh, there's going to be some other great guests, uh, Deborah Medina, Stuart Rhodes of Oath Keepers. Uh, just a great event. So go to nullifynow.com uh, slash Austin. And you can uh, get some tickets. In fact, uh, if you go to our Facebook page, Live Free Austin, uh, on Facebook, why don't you go like us? And uh, we're going to give out a few pairs of tickets, actually, uh, nice. to our friends. So we're going to randomly pick somebody. And An insider deal. A few people. That's right. So, uh, so John, I did hear something. I saw some news uh, recently that there were uh, some world-famous dictators here in town uh, just a couple of days ago. It's... You know, I don't know. This didn't get a lot of coverage, but it was like Kim Jong Il and uh, Hitler made a uh, appearance from from the grave. Interestingly, <laughs> did you hear about this? Yeah, well, uh, apparently a crew of n- Nazi SS officers showed up to the Texas legislature hmm. to speak out in favor of Senator Tommy Williams's Senate Bill Nine. This Senate Bill Nine. So basically, Senate Bill Nine, if passed, would authorize the DPS to put tracking devices on people's vehicles without a court order. It would allow for the DPS to use license plate scanning cameras, which would basically cruise all around town scanning the location of your vehicle and storing it for future use and for your your safety. safety. 
and to keep uh, you know terrorism from coming to Austin, That's and right. the greater state of Texas. Additionally, it would increase the penalties uh, for certain types of probations that are drug-related. And finally, it would uh, legalize and constitutionalize driver's license and insurance checkpoints. So, of course, this is a, a Nazi dream, really. So some local Austin activists actually dressed up as Nazis and paraded there in the Capitol at the state legislature and delivered Fuhrer's favorites tyranny awards to the senators that co-sponsored and authored these checkpoint bills. Also, their southbound checkpoints meant to uh, keep weapons from going to the drug cartels in Mexico. However, we shortly found uh, before that that the ATF has actually been running guns, automatic weapons, Project Gunwalker, into the hands of the drug cartels. We let them know that during the committee hearing. But Nazis showed up. Uh, some people were offended. A lot of people really understood it. Uh, the media showed up to interview the activists that were there. And uh, the point was made that, sure, some people might be offended by people's behavior dressing up like Nazis. But what's even more offensive is that a state senator, Senator Tommy Williams to be exact, would have the gall to come in and introduce such a bill that is so obviously unconstitutional. It's basically an unconstitutional justifier for him to try to throw that in the Texas code. Uh, it's pretty bad. I think the point was made. You can go to YouTube and search We Are Change Austin and Nazi Checkpoints. And uh, it was definitely a a Linsky uh, tactic that we've been using to ridicule these shameful, shameful politicians. Sometimes the votes don't work. Sometimes the calls don't work. So sometimes you got to just show up and illustrate how absolutely absurd, tyrannical, immoral, and uh, unacceptable their behavior is by putting on a little bit of a spectacle. Yeah, and, you know, I I think um, what what we forget is we forget how free we once were in this nation. And I, I made a comment on some, again, Facebook debate or whatever. It's where I, where I live half the time. But, uh, you know, and mentioned that, you know, we weren't as free as, as we used to be. And somebody chimed in and was like, what do you mean? There used to be slaves and women couldn't vote and child labor and all these, you know, objections about, oh, we're so much more free now. But the truth of the matter is, is while some classes of individuals may have some freedoms that that they didn't have in you know 1800 or whatever really as a society as a whole we are not more free than we used to be yeah you know the the standard of liberty and freedom has been changed the line has been moved and so what people want to do is they want to say yeah we we live in the freest country in the world well compared to who mm-hmm. china is that the standard? Yeah. As long as we're standard more free than China, China, then then we're then we should you know thank <laughs> our lucky stars. Oh yeah. Or should we be looking for a standard of freedom that's different than China or sure. the Soviet Union, Russia, whoever you know, whatever dictatorship, whatever tyranny you want to go to? Mm-hmm. And, and so, what we want to say here at Live Free Austin, what we want to say as an American people is, we want to say, you know, the standard of freedom is human liberty. The, the, the libertarian ideal that we talk about, which says that we own our bodies, we own our properties, we have natural rights mm-hmm. to life, liberty, and the pursuit yeah, of happiness. Non-negotiable. And yeah, people need to realize that. What, what upsets me sometimes about the current status quo of American society is how much Americans are willing to put up with. And I think these checkpoints really illustrate uh, that point, as do the bills that are being introduced. And this guy, sent Senator Tommy Williams, he's really a, a piece of work. He's the chairman of the Transportation and Homeland Security Committee. He, I, I was called out of order. This was my first time to testify in front of the state Senate. I've testified in front of the Council, Public Safety Commission, and even the People's House, the House of Representatives at the State House. But uh, I was there, and I spoke to Senator Williams, and I tried to get him to be called to account because the guy introduced a bill, and while I did introduce a substitute motion, originally this bill said 
that prosecutors can use evidence that was collected unconstitutionally and illegally in, in money laundering cases. And that was actually going to be inputted into state law. This is how absurd things are, that Senator Tommy Williams wanted to insert a statement into state law that would have said you can use in a court uh, unconstitutionally collected evidence. So he's writing into state law that unconstitutional activity is legal. It's completely absurd, uh, counterintuitive, and I attempted to call Senator Tommy Williams to task for it, and I was called out of order by his buddy, Senator Kirk Watson, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so, yeah, just the, up at the state Senate, they're just passing all sorts of tyranny. Everybody's it's a free for all. The DPS runs the show as well, much like Nazi Germany, the SS and the executive branch had a very strong enforcement. And it's up to we, the people, to really just kick it into higher gear, get our state legislatures to start actually standing up for us and for people to stand up for themselves, too. Well, and I know some people are going to hear this and be like, Nazi Germany, come on, you guys are going over the top. You guys uh-huh. are exaggerating a little bit. And the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, Nazi Germany didn't happen overnight. Yep. You know, no, no, very few tyrannies happen overnight. Some have. Gradualism. And, and normally it's incrementalism. Normally mm-hmm. it's the slow process of wearing people down. Frog in the boiling pot. That's right. Getting people used to it. And so, you know, the question is, is where's the line? And, you know, is it when they start, you know, taking away your rights? You don't mind so much when they're just taking away your neighbor's rights or when they take away the rights of that, that Muslim neighbor of yours, you know, or, or whatever. Where is the line? The line has to be defending the liberties of everybody, even our enemy, mm-hmm. even somebody in, our, in this society who's different from us that we might not particularly like their lifestyle. Yep. We need to respect their rights and their ability to live their life the way they want to. Yep. And we have to bind, bind together as citizens against government, against the state that seeks to take our liberties away, even at the same time that they say, well, this is for your safety. Mm-hmm. And so that's you really, love it. yeah, that's really the thing. And it's normally not our neighbors that we have to worry about. It's, it's the government. The founders said that. So we look at that on a state level. We look at that on a city level. We look at that on a federal level. And one of the reasons why nullification and nullify now, the nullify now tour and uh, the foundation for free society, a sponsor of this show is a sponsor of the Nullify Now Tour. You can check them out at myfreesociety.com. And, you know, what it's all about is is about getting power back to the closest level of the people. Power to the people, yeah. Nice. Yeah, you know, it's not surrendering to the highest level of power and, and transferring as much power and as much decision-making to the federal government the as possible. The United Nations, even. That's right. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we want to have power. And the way we do that is on an individual level. The way, And I know Community. you talked about that. John, you spoke up in New Hampshire. You talked about individual nullification. You talked mm-hmm. about decisions we make as regular people to do revolutionary things like planting a garden. You know, How and dare becoming, you do that? You're a terrorist. I know. I, have, I will harvest my own peppers. <laughs> but it is. You feel more free as an individual. And uh, that even ties into our too much government news that we're going to get into later on in the show, doesn't that's right, it? That's right. It ties directly in. And so we've got to maintain our freedoms. We've got to fight for it. And we've got to stand up for it. And if that means uh, making a little bit of a spectacle to get the point across, because asking nicely sometimes doesn't doesn't make the difference. Sometimes we've got to get out there and we've got to Got to have a have a little fun, sort of, you know, mm-hmm. do something a little bit weird, a little bit edgy, uh, just to get the point across. Yep, and so yep. I like to see that kind of stuff happening here in Austin. I hope that spreads across the country to some other cities. 
definitely want you to hang out with us for the rest of the show because we've got Thomas Woods coming on. And Tom Woods is the author of Rollback. He's going to be joining us here in Austin. We've had him on the show before, and uh, we're glad to have him on again. Also, we're going to have too much government news. So yeah. this is Jason Rink and John Bush. This is Live Free Austin. Check us out at livefreeaustinradio.com. You can get our podcast, check everything else that we've got going on. And uh, we want you to stick back with us until we get to the other side of this break. We'll be right back. Are you tired of big government treading on your liberty? Well, so are we. We're Brave New Books, the fiercest independent bookstore in Austin. Located a block south of UT Austin, Brave New Books not only carries the information you need to be ahead of the curve, but we also have water filters, storable food, and superfoods that help you put your health back into your own hands. Contact us at 480-2503 at bravenewbookstore.com or stop by at 1904 Guadalupe Street. Jason Rink and John Bush here to introduce you to a brand new sponsor of the Live Free Austin radio show, Enerfood. Yeah, Jason, Enerfood is a powder mix of various green superfoods which utilizes all natural and organic ingredients in order to provide you the boost of energy you need to make it through the day. That's right. With ingredients like organic spirulina, organic chlorella, and organic barley and wheatgrass, you're sure to catch a buzz on life after drinking this mix. Best of all, it's made with non-heated ingredients. It's gluten-free and caffeine-free, so you'll get the best of what nature has to offer. No funny genetically modified nonsense. So check out enterfood.com or call 1-866-762-9238 to learn more about this green superfood powder and also check out their other invigorating health mixes and coffees. That's right. Enterfood isn't the only thing in the Enter Health Botanicals lineup. You got to check out the organic coconut powder and organic skincare line. Go ahead and give it a try. Call 1-866-762-9238 or visit enterfood.com today. And tell them Live Free Austin sent you. Welcome back to the Live Free Austin radio show. Thanks for sticking with us. Jason Rink and John Bush here, as always, every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. And right now we're very pleased and proud to uh, bring you a wonderful guest here. He was actually the first guest on the uh, Live Free Austin radio show oh so far back. In the good old days when we were free men. That's uh, right. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. This is the year of liberty. That's right. The Republicans took off. That's right. So we got, we're going to bring you to Thomas Woods, Tom Woods Jr. He's, uh, he's got a bachelor degree in history from Harvard, a PhD from Columbia University. He's a senior fellow at the Ludwig, uh, Ludwig von Mises Institute. He's a radical libertarian and he's really shaking things up uh, out there in the mainstream political scene. So, Tom, thanks for coming on. How are you doing today? Uh, doing great, uh, Jason and John. Glad to be with you. Yeah. Hey, hey Tom, I wanted to to say something. You know, to people who aren't familiar with your new book, Rollback, and and this is my favorite of your last three books. I've read Nullification, read Meltdown, both great reads. But Rollback is is great because on on page three you make this statement, and this is this sets the tone of the book in my estimation. You're talking about government and and how government, you know, the myth that government's so good, and then you make this statement. You say. Despite the veneer of public interest rhetoric by which it hides its real nature, it is a mere parasite on productive activity and a net minus in the story of human welfare. And that is a great and radical statement by which you launch this book. Uh, you know, Tom, how long was this really incubating this this rollback project? Well, uh, more or less ever since Obama took office, I, I kind of thought that, you know, the resistance movement, which 
consistent part of the, the Tea Party people, you're going to have a lot of mainstream uh, Dick Morris establishment types. We're going to try to steer them into totally lame and pathetic channels of so-called resistance. And I, I wanted to short-circuit that and say, no, 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 no. You know, we don't need to you know, slow the rate of growth of spending or whatever. You know, this is not 1983. You know, we have a we have serious problems here. And no, the problem is not that we've had one bad president. I wish, I wish our problems <laughs> were so trivial that it was just one bad president. Like, we all know Obama's bad. Like, any, any kid can see that. What I wanted to show is that it goes much, much further than this. So really what I'm doing is I start with things that, you know, the average guy who belongs to the Tea Party will definitely go for. You know, Obama's done a lot of terrible things. We're going to have to, we're going to, have to overturn them. Sure. But then we have to just keep on going. Mm-hmm. Because once we've done that, there's so much else that needs to be done. And the key thing, because this is not a, a book about cutting the budget primarily. It's a book about, as you say, cutting out all the propaganda, whereby we've been led to believe that, well, gosh, if the government weren't doing this or that or the other thing, well, you know, we'd all be dead. We'd be lying in a ditch at the side of the road somewhere. I mean, where would we be if Joe Biden weren't there to watch over us? I mean, th- this type of libel on the human race that we've been led to accept since we were in elementary school is what makes Americans thoughtlessly go along with this big government. They think, well, gee, you know, sure, it's spending a lot of money, but where would we ever be without it? Will we be dead and all that? No, stop saying that, for heaven's sake. And so I'm just going through all of it. The, 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 uh, the Federal Reserve, the, the military-industrial complex, uh, art and science, and and uh, all these regulatory agencies we supposedly couldn't live without. I go. There's nothing left standing by the end of this thing. Yeah, you go through, uh, you have a chapter, Chapter 6, The Myth of Good Government, mm-hmm. and in there you cover poverty, child labor, welfare, education, monopolies, the FDA, OSHA, science funding, the, you know, uh, war on drugs. I mean, you really go through everything, and with this consistent principle, again, that you established from the beginning, which is that government... It, it takes away from society. It doesn't contribute or add anything to it. And that is really a radical statement. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not very many people out there, like you said, that are really taking that strong of a stance when it comes to government and say, let's just look at the record. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, of course, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to an audience in, in the book that will include people who think government needs to do a whole bunch of things and to people who think government needs to do just a few things. Mm-hmm. but by the end, I'm, I'm sort of I'm sort of holding out the tantalizing possibility that maybe the market society, which is just a society where people interact voluntarily and they make contracts and they do things that benefit both parties. I mean, that, that's not such a boogeyman setup, really, is it? I'm suggesting that maybe that type of society uh, could, in fact, provide all the goods, all the various services, so-called, uh, that we're told we, we couldn't possibly get if... If, if Joe Biden and Barack Obama and John McCain weren't giving them to us. I, I just mm-hmm. refuse to believe that, he, that the human race is so pathetic that we couldn't live without <laughs> John McCain. I mean, I think we would figure something out. Yeah, yeah. So, Tom, you've been a dissenting opinion, you know, well before Obama took office. Have you experienced or noticed, is it easier for you to impart that wisdom that there might be a problem with the institution itself as opposed to that p- person that's in power? Do you think it's easier now that Barack Obama has kind of stepped in and driven it into hyperdrive? Yeah, because I think now people are, are more willing to, to listen, and they're more willing to listen to opinions that they might have, you know, laughed off or ignored in the past, because I think they feel so frustrated and demoralized and desperate that, you know, they're willing to say, 
you know, maybe a system that could make this guy possible, maybe there's something wrong with the system itself. Maybe it's not just this guy. Mm -hmm. This guy is just playing the cards that have been dealt with him. But where do you get those cards? You know, they're, they're willing to actually ask things they haven't asked before. And, you know, the fact that we've got this event coming up in Austin for the, the Nullify Now Tour about state nullification of unconstitutional federal laws is an indication that people are willing to think outside the box. Nobody in the mainstream media, except Judge Napolitano, is even mentioning nullification of unconstitutional federal laws. And yet somehow, even these Tea Party people, you know, some of them are kind of establishment, but some of them are more willing to consider unconventional views. You know, they're, they're flocking to these events. They're, they're mm -hmm. reading my book, Nullification. They're interested in this. They're promoting this. They love so, it. So, yeah, that, it goes to show they are willing to think unapproved thoughts. And that it is a good in and of itself, that people are willing to think a thought that was not put in their head by Joe Biden or Mitch McConnell, <laughs> by the New York Times or the Washington Post. Yeah. Well, and speaking of, you know, the mainstream media and, and Judge Napolitano being one of the few voices out there who gives you know, a platform for people like yourself to talk about these issues. You know, you've recently had sort of a, a dust-up with Mark Levin. And, uh, I well, love Mark Levin. I, I, he, he's actually on this radio station uh, that we are on on Saturdays, and so I do listen to him from time to time. And, and he comes out unapologetically uh, when it comes to the military-industrial complex and the, the warfare state. And then with this whole issue of the constitutional... Um, you know, mandate or, or whether or not we should be in Libya. What kind of, what was the thing that kind of set you off on this Mark Levin uh, journey? Well, I mean, I, I know it was just a few minutes before the break, so I'll try to be as brief as possible, uh, much as I would love to dwell on this whole matter lovingly. But, uh, <laughs> but Levin and I had this exchange because I, I saw a transcript of some things he had said on the radio where he was clearly at odds with, the, the Constitution, and he's at odds with the position that conservatives took in the 20th century on presidential war powers. I mean, remember, it was Senator Robert Taft, who was known as Mr. Republican, right. who in 1950 was objecting when Truman was sending troops to Korea on the grounds that the U.N. had approved it. And he said, what? The U what are you talking about? It was the conservatives who stood up to the president, and it was the left liberals who defended him. And now Levin has his listeners, unknown to them, of course, defending the left liberals and criticizing the conservative position. And I refused to let that stand, and boy, did that rankle him. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I've noticed, though, what's good about this, it's always good to go out there and pick a fight, so to speak, especially if we can bring this to the forefront, because— this yeah. is the thing that's happening is a lot of conservatives are out there and Republicans are out there embracing a position on foreign policy that is not historically conservative. Mm -hmm. And, it, and guys like Levin are redefining that term. Mm -hmm. and, and, of course, making sure that their listeners never have a chance to hear any alternative. They think conservative means war and presidential supremacy and whatever. That would have been news to Mr. Republican, Robert Taft. This is a phony substitute for conservatism. That's why they call it neoconservatism. Mm -hmm. Well, I want the old old conservatism. You know, the, the one that, that gave us a, a strong country, a prosperous country, a safe country, a normal country. 
and not a country on the verge of bankruptcy. That's yep. the conservatism I want back. Yeah, yeah. Well, we want to thank you, Tom, for that consistent position and for bringing it there and to, and for questioning the uh, elephant in the room, the military-industrial complex, and, and bringing it hard. We're taking it old-school, old-school conservatism. This is the Live Free Austin radio show. We're chatting with Tom Woods. He's going to be here in Austin April 16th at the Nullify Now event. You can check out nullifynow.com slash Austin if you want more details on that. We're coming up to a break. We'll be right back, folks, so stick around. Welcome back. Welcome back. Live Free Austin. LiveFreeAustinRadio.com. And this is Jason Rink and John Bush with you every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. We've got Thomas Woods, a best-selling author, and uh, he's got a new book, Rollback Out, which I highly recommend you pick it, pick this up. You're not going to find a more consistent and, and really radical position on on what we need to do to get government back under control and and it's not just about trimming uh, the budget by 30 billion dollars like some people are saying or or even 6 trillion or however many Paul Ryan's out there saying these days. Now I mean, that's radical. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, the idea here is that that government isn't this good, wonderful, blessed thing that if it weren't for government, uh, our children would be on fire, toys would be exploding in their faces, and we we would die every time we bit into an apple because mm-hmm. we didn't have the government protecting us. And Thomas Woods really shatters some of these myths. And we were just talking about oh, the military-industrial complex and. And that sort of thing. We were also talking about Mark Levin and and some recent discussion about whether we have a you know the president can just go into Libya um, you know according to the Constitution according to Mark Levin he can. And so Tom, I know you uh, just recently put out a new video on the military industrial complex. Where can people check that out? Well, that and and all this other stuff I've got at uh, my website, which is tomwoods.com. You can also read a free chapter of, of Rollback, which I urge people to do because it's free. <laughs> and if you hate it, I will never bother you again. But uh, you can also listen to it. I have a radio host who said to me, this book is so important, I'm going to record chapter yeah. one for you for free, and you can just give it out to people. So there it is sitting there. But yeah, And then you can also check out, if you look at my recent blog posts, a little bit of the exchange with, with Mark Levin. And I finally, I just, well, I just had had it with him, because really he was almost immediately resorting to name-calling, they immediately changed the subject, you know, because I'm, I'm trying to stick to the sources. You show me where in the Constitution or in the debates on the Constitution or anything, where is your view stated by anyone? That, that's mm-hmm. what I want to know. And, and it's all turned, it turned on things like, well, Woods is posting on a website I don't like, and, and they, they're critical of Reagan or whatever. Okay, well, I, whatever. Would you stick to the freaking discussion? So finally, I challenged him and said, how about this, Mark? You know, I will shut up if you can meet this one challenge. And the challenge is, I want you to find me one supporter of the Constitution, one Federalist, in the entire period in which the Constitution was pending, all the years that the Constitution was out there at the state ratifying convention. You can, I, you can look at the records of every ratifying convention of all the original 13 states, you can look at all the speeches that were given in public. You can look at all the newspaper articles, whatever. Find me one Federalist who said that presidents could launch non-defensive wars without consent, uh, consulting Congress, and I will shut up. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want his name, and I want the exact quotation. I will give you guys two guesses. Do you think he meant this challenge? 
Um, I don't think so. I, no, he did not. Nope, <laughs> nope. But but he called me some names. Uh-huh. Tom Woods is an outlier historian, as if that would be a bad oh, thing. Oh, boy. Right. Does he, does he have any idea how rotten the historical profession is? Who wouldn't want to be an outlier? <laughs> I mean, because I mean, speaking of liar, that's what most of these people are. I, mean, I don't want to be part of the mainstream historical establishment and just be a court historian who spins lies for the regime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he, he actually thinks that's an insult. That's a compliment, man. Yeah, so right. That's what I got. I didn't get, a, I didn't get the challenge responded to. He more or less ignored that. So, you know, that's what you're dealing with here. I mean, when you actually peel one yeah. layer of, of knowledge, you find there's absolutely nothing there apart from a lot of bluster and name calling. Yep, yep. And there you go. Another example of Tom sticking it to the mainstream. Even these solutions that you propose at the end of rollback, uh, I think they're great and they're radical. They're even a little radical for even the freedom movement, the libertarian movement. I'm going to run through a couple of these, and if you could just give me your thoughts on why this would be a better strategy to build a more free and prosperous world uh, than perhaps begging Congress. So the first one, uh, currency competition. What's that all about? Well, given that they've they've given us this dollar that they're obviously going to destroy, they're going to have to destroy the value of the money in your pocket because they have they have set up these entitlement programs that are so far in the hole, they're in the hole by an amount that's greater than the GDP of the entire world. I mean, wow. hello, they're not going to be able to make good on all those promises, so they will be tempted to just <laughs> print up a lot of money and spend it that way, and that's going to hurt all of us. So much better to give people the option. If they want to transact in something else, that they should be allowed to, particularly gold and silver. Right now, contracts in gold and silver are not enforceable in the courts. Make them enforceable in the courts. Get rid of the discriminatory taxes on them. Give the dollar a run for its money. And if you still want to use the depreciating dollar, you know, be my guest at you know, your funeral, but the rest of us, should be allowed to have this option. Yep, yep. Some competition with the dollar, another, which leads to another one of the solutions you propose, which is agorism, which is really starting to pick up some steam in the libertarian community. Uh, what is agorism? What would that accomplish? Okay, now this is going to, you know, this is the sort of thing that if you would t- mention it to me five years ago, I would have said, hey, what's the matter with you? Come on, get with the program. We have to pass the such and such act through Congress, and that will solve our problems. Well, I guess a lot of us are getting to the, the position that, you know, really, uh, the, the idea that we're going to get top-down solutions to our problems is is pretty uh, unreasonable, given that the problems themselves are coming from the top. The solutions are not going to come from the same source. So instead of sitting around and just waiting and waiting and waiting for a free society, agorism basically says, look, you have the moral high ground. When you interact peacefully with other people and you produce and you create things, you are doing what the state can never do. All it can do is seize things and... and, and and, you know, they beat you and imprison you. They can't actually create anything. So all civilization comes from human beings interacting peacefully. So agorism is basically saying, uh, you know, if you can find some way in this system to carve out a, a sphere of freedom for yourself where you don't consent to the system, you don't cooperate with it, then carve that out and do it. I and mean, maybe we defeat this thing with, you know, by, by a million cuts, by, mm-hmm. by undermining its legitimacy, by evading it where possible. I mean, basically anybody who's ever had a yard sale and right. has not reported the proceeds to the IRS 
is in some way doing this kind of thing. Yeah, right. The so we're talking market. about doing an end run around. I mean, and that's really what we have to do around the political system and the mainstream media. That's what we're trying to do here at Live Free Austin. That's what you do, Tom, is, is you get information out there that nobody else is putting out there. The taboo subjects. That's right. Like the Constitution. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and and so, Tom, I mean, do you have any other uh, thoughts that you have regarding um, rollback and regarding uh, what you think, um, you know, maybe are some of the other issues that are are hot right now or that are important for us to be focusing on that are are out there right now? Well, I'll tell you, if if any of us are ever inclined to be pessimistic, which is pretty much all the time for me, um, I'm short-run pessimistic, long-run optimistic, but we should remember that the very fact that we're talking about the Federal Reserve as like an issue at all shows that we've made progress beyond what any of us could have expected years ago. That, that the Fed was something that operated in the shadows, nobody talks about it, don't mention it. And now, you know, we've got this movement to audit the Fed, we've, we've cornered them into releasing some, some critical documents about what it's been up to overseas. Now we find out it's giving money to the Central Bank of Libya, for goodness sake. I mean, you know, Americans might want to know this sort of thing. Right. And so now the Fed is in complete, uh, just, they're just, everybody's rallying around at all their supporters and, and trying desperately to defend it against the intelligent attacks that people have, have uh, been, been lobbing at the Federal Reserve System, the institution that creates our money, has this monopoly power to create legal tender money out of thin air, and supposedly is what gives us economic stability and prosperity and low inflation. And what I've been arguing, and you guys have been arguing, and I have a whole chapter on this in rollback, is that they give the impression that the average person can't understand the Fed. It's too complicated for him. He ought to just shut his mouth and just let the experts run things. No. The average person can understand what this thing is up to, has got to understand what it's up to, and every single claim it makes for itself about, oh, gosh, you couldn't live without us, and we've given you so much more stability than you used to have, the economy's so much better off. Every claim it makes for itself is false. In fact, that's, that's a, the, the next best thing to always telling the truth is always lying, because <laughs> then you can always just sort of just believe the opposite of what you say, and that's been true no more with no institution more than the Federal Reserve. Well, and, and, and you get to an interesting point because it seems like everybody's always looking for a, a silver bullet, and there isn't a silver bullet to this solution, but the Federal Reserve is as close to the root of the problem as I can identify just because it's the source of money, and it's it's really where a lot of this chicanery starts is with the way that the money system is run, and, and you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's not that difficult. In fact, once you understand how it works, it's so simple you can't even believe it actually operates that way, mm-hmm. and it's so clearly a fraud on its surface. Yep. Yeah, and that's why they go out of their way to, to, to shroud it with all these technical-sounding yeah. terms. No, we everybody has got to know about this, and whenever you hear people say, oh, you're a kook for talking about the Fed, no, the Fed is run by kooks. And any time they pull out that kind of argument, you know you have hit a nerve. When they have no actual substance, all they can do is call you a name. That's when you have to just keep on going, keep on going, keep punching. Yeah. 
Yep, and that's what you're doing, throwing some haymakers out there. So we definitely appreciate you coming on, and we really like your new book, Rollback. We definitely recommend everybody going out to check that out. And also, if you want to check out Tom Woods, come out on April 16th to Nullify Now. Visit nullifynow.com slash Austin. Tom Woods will be there. Stuart Rhodes of Oath Keepers will be there as well. Kevin Gutzman will be there to speak about nullification, individual liberty, and what we can do together to build a more free and prosperous society. Tom, you want to throw out a couple websites that people can visit to get some more info on what we talked about today? Yeah, sure. I would I would visit uh, TomWoods.com, and then for all the stuff on the Fed and the economy that, that uh, you're not supposed to know about, Mises.org, M-I-S-E-S.org. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Great, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's always been a pleasure, and we'll definitely see you here in Austin on April 16th. Thanks for sticking around, folks. Tom Woods, we're going to be right back on the other side of this break to give you too much government news. Beside her, I am a better man. When I look to leave her, I always stagger back again. Attention, big talker listeners. Want to get the real information on the agenda behind the Obama administration's policies? Brave New Books, Austin's own fiercely independent bookstore, has the resources you need to understand the Federal Reserve, international banking, and the forces behind President Obama. Brave New Books is located a block south of UT at 1904 Guadalupe Street. Contact us at 480-2503 or at bravenewbookstore.com. Jason Rink and John Bush here to introduce you to a brand new sponsor of the Live Free Austin radio show, Enterfood. Yeah, Jason, Enterfood is a powder mix of various green superfoods which utilizes all natural and organic ingredients in order to provide you the boost of energy you need to make it through the day. That's right. With ingredients like organic spirulina, organic chlorella, and organic barley and wheatgrass, you're sure to catch a buzz on life after drinking this mix. Best of all, it's made with non-heated ingredients. It's gluten-free and caffeine-free, so you'll get the best of what nature has to offer. No funny genetically modified nonsense. So check out enterfood.com or call 1-866-762-9238 to learn more about this green superfood powder and also check out their other invigorating health mixes and coffees. That's right. Enterfood isn't the only thing in the Enter Health Botanicals lineup. You got to check out the organic coconut powder and organic skincare lines. Go ahead and give it a try. Call 1-866-762-9238 or visit enterfood.com today. And Tell them Live Free Austin sent you. Welcome back to the show, the final segment, Live Free Austin Radio. Thanks for sticking around with us. And remember, check out livefreeaustinradio.com if you want to check out some of our previous interviews. We uh, interviewed Joe Bannister, former IRS agent turned uh, tax honesty advocate, freedom movement uh, radical. And he uh, that was definitely a very informative interview coming up just in time for April 15th. And uh, the last interview we did was with Terry Hall of TexasTurf.org. A radical She's, homeschooling mom. Yeah, how dare she... She's uh, really kicking some butt on the transportation freedom front, pushing back on the tolling of existing highways. And, of course, again, we've been talking about a lot through this show, the Nullify Now event coming up April 16th. We're going to be a big part of that. And we want to thank one of the big sponsors of that particular event, We Texans. It's Deborah Medina's RAG. They've been really pushing back at the state legislature and the state house uh, since her really successful uh, run at governor. A lot of people say uh, an unsuccessful bid at governor, but they don't realize that, 
you know, a lot of people get the message out by running for these offices, and now she's formed this uh, 501c4, and they're really spreading the message and pushing to have some reform up at the state house. Of course, they're fighting for property tax reform. They want to eliminate property taxes all across the state. Yay! And you can check this out at wetexans.com. Wetexans.com. You can find out a lot of the information and keep up with exactly what they're doing. They're doing a lot of reports, too. They just completed a detailed fiscal analysis uh, on the issue of eliminating private property. They got a few reps that are on their side, several reps that are on their side, starting to build a lot of momentum. So if you want to get involved in actually being able to own your property, check out wetexans.com. They're also pretty fed up with the pay-to-play mentality in Texas politics. There's a lot of special favors going out to special friends, and it's really killing the free market. They just recently released a report called Nothing Free About the Markets in Texas to really shatter a lot of the information out there that Rick Perry and the conservative status quo is is helping out business. Really, they're just helping out their buddies. So Deborah Medina is going to be speaking at the Nullify Now event. Uh, she definitely delivered a very powerful speech at the Fort Worth Nullify Now event uh, uh, earlier this year. So you definitely don't want to miss this. And you definitely want to check out WeTexans.com if you want to get involved in a really great organization that's pushing back pretty strongly at the State House. And, of course, now we're going to bring you a segment, a regular recurring segment on the Live Free Austin radio show. That's called Too Much Government News. Yeah. And we're pleased to announce that uh, we got a new sponsor, Enterfood. You can check out Enterfood.com. They're going to be actually bringing you the Too Much Government News segment. It's a wonderful green superfood powder that you can take. Uh, in the, I take it in the morning uh, after I take my coffee. It gives me that extra boost. I'm actually trying to wean myself off of the coffee Good with luck. the Enterfood because it really does give you provide some wonderful energy. So check out Enterfood.com. They also have a coffee drink as well. They got organic coconut uh, milk rub. They also have some natural organic uh, beauty products and skincare products as well. So check out Enterfood.com. They're bringing us the Too Much Government News segment. And this uh, week's segment, as we mentioned earlier, is uh, pretty exciting. Uh, it's pretty terrible, actually, if you ask me. It's unfortunate to the level that government will stoop to these days, really hurting an individual's ability to feed himself. Here we have the San Francisco Gate, sfgate.com, and it says the headline here, this is the Too Much Government News, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by Interfood.com. Oakland Gardener questions need for permit to sell produce. Novella Carpenter took over a vacant lot on a hard scrabble corner of West Oakland eight years ago and turned it into a working farm of vegetables, goats, rabbits, and sometimes pigs. What a criminal. Carpenter milked goats, made cheese, and ate much of the produce. She also wrote a popular book, Farm City, about the experience and became an icon of the Bay Area's urban farming movement. But the future of her ghost town farm is in question. This week, Oakland officials suggested it may need to close. The reason? She sells excess produce and needs a costly permit to do so. So the permit's like a couple thousand dollars. She only sells... Uh, let's see, further in the article, she only sells about $2,500 worth of produce a year. The city's coming down trying to get her to do a permit. She can't afford it, so they're basically going to shut this lady down. She gives a lot of the food away to the community, too, like a total terrorist. Yeah, I know. I, I'm listening to this story, and I'm trying to figure out why she's not in Guantanamo Bay. She should have already been there. Certainly. Uh, yeah. So that's definitely an oversight on the part of local and federal government. Barry uh, Obama, he's soft on terrorism. Right. Yeah, but, you know, this gets to the, the question of, you know, here, here's an individual taking over a piece of land that yeah. sounds like wasn't even was a productive at all, you know. And uh, who knows who owned the land? Probably state-owned, who knows, city-owned. No, normally you'll find unproductive land in that capacity. Mm. Taking something, making it productive, uh, making something that she can enjoy and then that others can enjoy. And, 
And here's the government coming in to say, look, we want our cut. We need our fee. We need our, you know, you need your permit to do what? Give us your money. You can't grow food. It's a terrorist. Somebody could get sick. Come on now, Rink. Somebody could get sick. That is true, I guess. And, uh, you know, that is why. Um, I question why this is called too much government news. That's obviously a very reasonable amount of government is a, a permit that costs a couple thousand dollars. And she, she gave the food out to the community. It's much like a, a previous too much government news. Yeah, I was just thing thinking we covered that. in Houston where they were actually cooking food out of their kitchen for all the homeless folk and they got shut down. And a lot of these people can't afford to get the permit. I would recommend not getting the permit in the first place. But a lot of these people, they want to comply with the law because they think government's acting in their best interest, as Tom Woods told us before, and uh, they can't afford the permit. So they just end the food production, and then the lot goes to waste. The community bond is torn back apart, and it's absolutely terrible. People go to prison over stuff like this, too, you know, because the state, with their, their arms, which is the enforcement arm of the state, uh, it doesn't matter how petty it is. They don't really see that. Whenever they put the uh, the call out to send the law enforcement to seize this woman's property because she's acting outside of the law, that law enforcement officer isn't going to stop and say, hmm, you know, this doesn't really make too much sense. It's rare and rare. They're just going to execute their warrant or whatever right. they got to do. And that could end. Who knows it could end just for how it could end just for growing food. It's it's too much government, if you ask me. Yeah, and it goes back to the what we talked about earlier, which is, you know, what is the standard of freedom here? I mean— Come on. <laughs> All right. The, we can't even grow our own food. And then, oh, I understand. It's selling it. You know, that's the problem, right? Oh, that's, yeah. How dare you engage in That's the issue. And, uh, you know, I just recently have spent uh, the last couple of Saturdays uh, manually digging a four foot by 20 foot plot. Jihad. Here. That's a jihad activity. That's right. I'll be in Guantanamo before you know it. But uh, we've got a, a little... I live up in Round Rock and uh, up at the Burbs, and we've got this place up there called Unity Park, and it's just a plot of land that some folks got together uh, last year, and uh, a church up there donated a portion of the land to make a community garden. It's a nice big garden. I mean, there's 30 or so plots there, and it's interesting. I mean, we're getting a chance to meet new people, all getting together around this idea of growing our own food and organic food and people learning from each other and and just again building community and and it's there's everything about it is good mm-hmm. everything about it harkens back to a time in this nation when you knew other people in your neighborhoods yeah. and you knew people in your communities and you had common interests and all of these things it harkens back to that and it's crazy to think that you know i just started to think well i wonder i wonder if i would have a problem if i wanted to st- to sell some of the proceeds of my garden there. You Am I going to get hassled? Kicked down. That's the way I see it. Right. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, John. It's too and, much. Uh, it's it, you know she, the call actually went to, out to the city because the woman was uh, slaughtering rabbits and selling the rabbit meat, and someone I guess got offended, so they called the city, and the city came and just totally shut everything down. Uh, it reminds me of another too much government news example. Maybe we'll check this one out in detail next week. Uh, whereby the city bureaucrat comes with the law enforcement officer. They're pulling all of the basketball goals from the neighborhood's front yard that are on the street, that are in the ground, but they actually play on the street. They came by with the big uh, uh, 
a big truck and they pulled them all down. And this bureaucrat's out there saying, if you climb up into that pole, because the woman was in the pole when they showed up, uh, you'll be arrested for disorderly conduct. They even lied to him to coax him. They said, don't worry, you can keep the basketball goal pole and uh, we'll just we just need to pull it down. Then they pulled it down and loaded it up. And what? She lied right to what? Well, they, they were saying these posts were dangerous or what? It was uh, I don't know what it was. It well, doesn't make sense. Well, and John, now that you go in more detail about this, I was fine when she was selling vegetables. But if she was selling meat and all that, that definitely needs to be legislated by mm-hmm. government. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That's where I draw the line. The FDA. Well, yes. and it, the funny thing is, is the more you learn about this stuff, uh, watch a movie. I think Food Inc. goes into this. Yeah. Some other documentaries where it talks about, you know, it's not the farmer who's butchering out in the open like it was done for thousands of years mm-hmm. that all of the disease or you know the bacteria or the yeah. all those things happen it's in the commercial corporate farming environments that are completely foreign to how food was raised and prepared for generations yep. that's where you're finding all of the real dangerous stuff and yet what's protected those are who's protected the special interests those corporate interests those big corporate agri farms and it's the little guy it's the neighborhoods that say look we just want to live our lives and you know offset our costs a little bit provide a a much needed service to our neighbors who are interested in it and so Mm -hmm. that's what's going on and listen that that, there's a good topic to launch again into the fact that we're having an event on april 16th here in austin nullify now april 16th the at&t center at ut we want to you know, encourage you to go down to that event and hear about be great. how we can push back against federal government that's getting a little too big for its britches, uh, you know, and really what we can do on a local and individual level to Definitely. live a more free and prosperous life. Me and John are going to be down there and uh, you can come meet us, find uh, find the men behind these golden voices. Yeah. And uh, so we'd like to see you down there. Check out Nullify now.com this is jason rink and john bush we're here every saturday from 2 to 3 p.m uh this is live free austin livefreeaustinradio.com and until we speak to you next week we want you to live free austin Austin.